Welcome to another episode of Abu Shabbos Bittaler. I am Amir. Fergus about to pop on. We get into it all. He always criticizes the Lakers. We get into that. And then we get into um, the rest of the league, ins and outs, a couple of topics that we both like to discuss. And he throws a trivia at me. Listen in. Let's go. We are not on the best of streaks for my team. So I will be honest, we're on a trip and I have none of the paperwork from those last pods. So we're just going to wing okay. We're going to wing it and kind of make our bets as we go through the, uh, uh, the this coming week's schedule, okay? Let's do it. All right. So we have a handful of games coming up and... Let me pull up the screen for you. So, yeah, we're traveling, and everything is chaotic right now. Oh, I bet. Where are you at right now? We are in Seattle. Ooh, that's lovely Seattle. We we were, like, I was actually kind of excited because I looked up at the schedule for all these guys, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to try to catch a game out, maybe Portland, maybe Sacramento, maybe San Francisco, you know, the, the Warriors. All out of town when we were there. <laughs> all of them. And not one game was played. When isn't, I, that, like, isn't that the way it works? You're like, I mean, what if you travel a hundred times to a random city, right? Right. I would, I would say at least eighty percent of the time, the team is either like out of town or they are starting a homestand the day you leave somewhere. Right? It's crazy how it always works out that way. Okay, so let's just go with. Um, I think this is a good one. This is Suns or Heat versus the Suns. This is this coming Friday. Uh, Ooh, okay, tomorrow night. Yeah, who you got? Um, let's see. Coming off of a win last night, the Heat. Yes. But so my question is: so okay, so they uh, they won last night. They don't play tonight. They won last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just uh, were you just? I it froze for a second. What would you say? <laughs> yep, yep. You heard me four times. They won last night against the Lakers. You know what? And then it's an they play Friday. Season. You lose once in a while. Every once in a while, maybe three in a row happens. It just happens. <laughs> very true. Very true. You know what? I I think that's their. You know that's their win for the road trip right there. Uh, I think the Suns are going to handle them. Uh, let's go. Let's go, Suns for a, for a cool hundred. Um, I will go against you. I think um, I think they the Heat have something, and I think Jimmy Butler didn't play, so I don't know if he's going to play t- uh, tomorrow against the Suns. But he plays. That's a pretty good struggle for them to guard him, and they don't have anybody big enough to guard Bam. Like AD locked down Bam, but it's just like couldn't make yep. it shots. Um, well, and then and then you're you're right though. The Heat also have. MVP candidate Jaime Hawkins. Did you see the fadeaway that he had on LeBron? <laughs> hey, you know what though? I love his game, man. He just goes at people. I yeah. mean, watching him at UCLA too, he did the exact same thing. He just would just go to work every yeah. single game. I'm talking like casually get 25 points, and you're like, how the hell? But 
man, that dude is a monster. I love his game. I'm so yeah, happy. Lakers had a success. chance to draft him. Lakers had a chance to draft him, but they did not. Um, okay, so I'll go with the Suns. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll go with the Heat. You went the Suns. All right, next one we have Sunday Lakers Clippers. It's in LA. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, we don't even need to talk about who's going with who. Yeah, not I mean, just because not just because I think the Clippers are going to win uh, because I going against the Lakers, but I really think the Clippers have, have kind of found a little bit of rhythm, a little bit of mojo. Um, whatever they're doing with the rotation right now, it seems to be working. Um, you know, we talked about not enough basketballs in the universe to go around. Yeah, they seem to be rolling it out the right way, and uh, the right guys taking shots. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe some of the veterans are starting to figure out maybe take four or five less shots a game, but it results in a couple of victories and life is much sweeter when you're uh, when you're winning games. Yeah. So it makes it makes everyone look good. You're 20 points a game and you're losing, but you're 17 points a game and you're winning and, yeah. you know, later on in a career. Uh, I like it. So and Kawhi clips. has been balling out. Kawhi has been balling out. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah they, they they finally hit that. Um, rhythm with the team with the four, you know, three and a half stars, whatever you want to say they are. Um, and then the last game I have is same day again. It will be Minnesota at Dallas. That's a good. So, real, so real quick, let me jump right back to the clips for a sec. I have a question for you. I think he's been playing in a lot more games this year, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, this is his first game, a couple of like oh, last week or something like that. So the rule change, right, where they're going to find teams for saving people out, do you think that's having a an impact already? Or do no, you think he's, he's just healthy and he says, I'm, no, I'm just playing? It's a contract deal. Oh, he's going to opt out of okay. his contract. He's going to try to sign a max contract. <laughs> and um, you got to play You got to play to get that max, right? Absolutely. Great point by you. No, that's uh, 100%. Um, I would agree with that. Now knowing that makes all the sense in the world yeah. why he's – Played every night, playing both ways. He's always played good D, but he's really, you know, trying to trying to show everybody so he can get that one last maybe, yeah, yeah, big super contract for five years or so. Him and PG, they're both they both I think only missed one or two. They haven't missed a lot of games at all, and so I think they're both they're they're going to opt out and get that fifty sixty million dollar contract for three years, four years, whatever it is that they can get, and then yeah. You know, and then they'll set out next year. You know, half the games or something like that. So that's that's just how yeah, it's could good. could be could be scary come playoff time then for other teams if they're really pushing for that championship before, you know, yeah, in a, in a uh, contract year. So, all right, well then we're definitely going Clips for a hundred. All right, okay, and then next, uh, like I said, Timberwolves uh, at Dallas. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the Timberwolves. Looking at some of the stuff, so somebody had a. Uh, a pot or a quote or whatever they said, oh, our super team's done. I was looking around the league. Everybody has two or three, like, incredible players right now. And the Timberwolves are, are no different, right? Timberwolves still, I mean, to my surprise, are still one of the top two, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. in the West right now. So, yeah, I you know, I, I'm not going to go against Dallas, but this is basically one of those times where you just, like, almost donate the 100 and donate the bet, but you bet <laughs> with your heart. So I mean, wow. I'm going to go with Dallas because I still think Luca and Kyrie can carry him on their back, but I would not be surprised if Minnesota took the dub. But we're still going Mavs, 100, wow. for sure. I mean, you basically just threw your team under the bus right there. Wow. Nope. No, a true fan will always go with, hey, I'm just going to throw in the money. It doesn't matter. I'm still rolling with them. Wow. See, I'll, I'll bet on the Lakers – 
And I never think they're going to lose. So I'm apparently either <laughs> I'm either delusional or um... <laughs> and I'm I am a realist, my friend. <laughs> you know, potatoes, 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 same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, very similar, very similar. <laughs> my good, no, but uh, did you see Kyrie and Luca the other night? First half, I think combined they had more uh, more than the opponent. Yeah, I think who they played Memphis. Who they played where they outscored them? Oh, Utah, I think it was the first half they outscored the entire team. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? Though, when you say super team. You know, they always say like LeBron had this or initiated the super team. No, like if you, I'm, there's always super teams, but if you really want to say the, who redeveloped the super team, it was Boston, right? When they brought in Garnett, Pierce, and Ray, right? Well, I mean, you're of course going to say that to hate on Boston, but no, you are no, no, correct. But I'm, I, I, but you, I'm a, you are, you are correct. To, to my memory, that's one of the first, um, source of free agents going to a team to really build it. I mean, a lot of teams over the years have just kind of developed to yeah. be kind of what you would look at as super teams, but it's been all kind of grown within the, uh, you know, the draft and things like that. But yeah, that, that's uh, for my memory, that is the first one I can think of. So, right, yeah. And so um, like, even right now, I mean, I guess there's only really two, usually two stars on teams. If the third one comes in, it's, it's a rarity. And so like, yeah, there's a bunch of teams that have two. There's only one top of my head is the Clippers that are three, right? Um, I mean, who's the, th yeah, I guess. I mean, are we Harden? calling James, are we calling Harden still a superstar? When he's getting that paid that money, right? Yeah, no, I mean, pay. Yeah. I pay um, definitely says that they have three, but. I don't know if he's still that third superstar. Um, usually the third will develop into that third, like solid, solid player, right. right? When you think of the Nuggets, when you think of Porter, is he an absolute superstar? No, but my God, any night he goes off for 25 and he's right. a stud, right? right? right. He's an absolute stud. Right. Right. Yeah, so you, got yeah. That, you got that on a handful of teams. I mean, yeah. you look around, you got Boston has four, if you want to call it that. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see Harden's comment about after they won where the, you know, he basically was taking jabs at the Dallas Mavericks, uh, whatever commentator that like went on a spiel when they signed him or traded for him. And then. No, I did not see that. Yeah. He basically was like, yeah, you know, we had a rough start, blah, blah, blah. But you know, all the naysayers and all the people look at us now, we got rhythm, blah, blah. And then, Perkins, like he was, he's suggesting not only the Dallas guy, but he was suggesting that like Perkins criticized them. And then Perkins comes back on. He's like, yeah, you know, I was on your team when we went to the finals. I saw how you didn't show up when it mattered. And he's like, yeah. No way. <laughs> Shots that is fantastic. Hey, you know what though? Hell yes. Good for him for, yeah. for kind of punching back a little bit. You know, if somebody tried to take a jab at another team and be like, nope. We're gonna we're gonna call it what it is and uh, yeah, yeah, call yeah. you back out. Yeah, I mean regular season he's fantastic playoffs. He's on. He ha really hasn't shown up. You know. God, usually I don't like what Big Perk has to say, but yeah, uh, I agree. Kudos, I agree. kudos to Big Perk coming to the defense of the you Mavericks. Know, I don't listen to a lot of NBA podcasts. Uh, NBA the chant the station like Siri Channel. They have uh, uh what's his name uh Anth Antonio Daniels or Anth yeah Antonio Daniels. I don't like him. He's 
he's so generic with his commentary. It's like, yo, having a like true opinion. Is it Antonio Davis? The old Davis. I'm sorry, guy. Antonio Davis. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Ex uh, Spurs, he kind of traveled the league, but he was mostly with Spurs. And it's like I just don't, I can't enjoy his podcast. I don't know why. There's other guys yeah. that like podcasts. Tell you, tell you what, man. Some guys they recycle information. They don't like to have their own thoughts. Um, I I haven't heard him, but I can imagine what he's yeah. probably plays both sides of the fence, maybe a little bit. Yeah, he does. Uh, it just seems like it. And uh, I, I only listened to him a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, but every time I do, I'm like, it's not like insightful. Like as an ex player, I feel like like there's a uh, uh, Rajan. Uh, Is it he has a podcast? Rajon Bell? No, no. Uh, um, Raja Bell? Raja Bell. He's got a podcast that's pretty good. And then you know who's actually good is um, Austin Rivers' podcast is pretty good, too. And so, yeah. like, these guys have input. And maybe because they're just out of the league and he's been out of the league for a little bit. But um, I don't know. Just, just something interesting that I've noticed in the last couple I think, of years. I think it's great to listen to guys that are open about certain stories yeah. and, you know, aren't just like, oh, this, you know, random guy, but don't want to say any names. I like it when people are telling like yeah. stories about the road trips, about locker rooms, about this, about that. I mean, just recently Gilbert Arenas was talking about the the bro code of you know yeah. the the wives and the <laughs> the top the top girls, you know your main girls off limits and things like that. I mean, it's the behind the scenes thing that you know the the casual fan we don't know about what's going yeah. on in the locker yeah. room of yeah. NBA's prime or you know flying private jets and staying in these luxury hotels. You got. 50 or 100 people downstairs trying to get your attention. Let's say, a, you know, let's just say fans that are um, fans. Yes. Fans. We'll leave fans. it at that. Late night fans. <laughs> late night fans. And they are, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cool to listen to some of the guys that um, are recently out and even some guys that have been out for a while too, sharing some of their stories about yeah, how the league yeah, used to be yeah. versus now. So I think it's fun banter as long as they, yeah. you know, give some respect to some of the young guys still too though because what i don't like is when they forget that they were a rookie they were a first year guy at some point too and if you pull up the tape and i yeah. hope that some of these rookies do this at some time pull up the tape of some of these vets talking shit and maybe they they post a little clip on on twitter or something like that about you know some of these guys getting used and abused by some of the yeah. vets at that time too so yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they got to keep receipts a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking, speaking of, you know, it's funny. I, I heard, I think it was maybe last week or so, Scoot Henderson for the Trailblazers, right? He was talking about how basically the rookie of the year race isn't over yet and how he still thinks he can win it. Give me a break. I mean, where on the list would he be ranked right now? Maybe like eighth or ninth on the rookie? I mean, I, I mean, don't even know. He started off so bad. He started off worse than... Uh, your favorite player, Julius. And so he's like climbing that hill or mountain. And yeah, no, he's... Look, Bro, you can... he's, he's awful. 12 points, three, three rounds, five assists. Yeah. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. You're but... nowhere in the conversation. No, but you know what, though? I do like the fact that, look, you have to have that confidence. It's like Detroit, yeah. where is it? Um, What's... uh uh. One of the players, I don't remember who he said, but he's like, you know, at some point, it's you as a player when you're losing this much, you can't look at a win and loss. You just can't. Otherwise, you're just going to be like spiral into this, you know, depression. He's like, you have to look yeah. at 
the game as a total? Did we develop better? Did we play well? Did mm-hmm. we gain something from this experience where we can potentially next year, whatever? And so this, like, I like the fact that he's got that confidence and that, look, it, it's, I like the fact that he had confidence, except the next game he got destroyed by Vic, was it Victor or Chet? One of them destroyed him. It's like, uh, the confidence is nice, but at least you got to back it up when you play these guys and he's just not. 100%. Hundred percent. No, and you know what? You look and they don't at have a say, bad team. Look, they don't have a bad team. Portland correct. does not have a bad team. Correct. Right. They, they've done all right with getting rid of Dame and uh, and CJ. They have some players still there. No, they have like terrible uh, roster. Have Simmons. They have what's a sharp uh, sharp, and then they have Bronson still, right? Mm, Bronson. They tra- uh, what's the dudes from Boston's name that they traded? I, I don't know. That's a B. God damn it. See, now you're going to make me look up the roster. I, I don't know who it is. I don't follow the Blazers too much. I just know they're they're decent, but they ain't great. But then you look at it. Okay. Brogdon, so, Brogdon, Brogdon, Brogdon. Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Brogdon. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad, right? But then you got guys coming out, and then you look at what we talked about, Jaime Hawkins, that was a four-year player, and you go, that guy is like, he's ready like mm-hmm. now to step on. And I think that's a that's a testament to the Heat leadership and the Heat organization itself, like understanding what player fits into our roster and our like our goals right now. We have a team that's that's ready to win again, right? And we're ready to compete. And we need a guy that's not just this development project. I mean, Hawkes is, is fantastic, right? Playing on that team. Now, who knows if he was on a if he was on a group like the Blazers, let's just say Blazers, Blazers or yeah, or the Rockets, or somebody, some team that's like young, right? The Pistons, yeah, he may not be doing as well because yeah. everyone's trying to get their shots. If everybody's trying to shine, yeah. the Heat, they're just like, nope, we're playing my role. That's my position. That's my spot. That's my role. Yeah. And he's fitting in nicely, man. So I don't know. Hopefully, that's a that's a sign where you start to get some of these guys, three or four year, you know, guys of college that can, you know, still get drafted. Yeah. And, and make a name because well, you feel like once you pass that sophomore year, man, they are way past their prime because now they're 21 years old and yeah, nobody's drafting them that late in their career. So, well, I mean, wild. I know you want to criticize them, but Lakers have done really good. They got Kuzma, was a three or four year player, Josh Hart, yep, uh, Caruso, uh, even Reeves was a, I think, a four year player, three or four year player. Yeah, no, they've, they've done a no. great job as well. Yeah, so there's, there are those rookies. gems that look for the, yeah, I think what it is, it's you usually draft those type of players later in the draft. And like the top five to 10, you go with the potential of breaking yeah. out to the superstar, right? And so um, these teams that constantly have those top picks take the, you know, keep going for the lottery pick and hoping as opposed to going for a sure thing that looks like they're going to be something. I mean, I guess if I'm a GM, I can't, I can't hate on it because. I'm probably going for the lightning in a bottle too, right? Trying to find the the once in a 15, 20 year type talent yeah. that's going to turn into that guy that could make me a GM of the year type thing, or yeah. you know, make make my name. So I can't criticize for for doing that instead of going with the steady Eddie, who you know is you know might help you win a little bit yeah. more, but isn't going to be flashy. So yeah, I, mean, I get it, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of a guy that's come on, right? We we're talking about some uh, you know all stars and things. Halliburton, I have a question for you. I'm looking at all these crazy stats, right? These 2020 games. They're impressive. Don't get me wrong. 
especially since he's getting no turnovers. Are you as impressed by the assists that players are piling up right now? Or is that just an inflated number because the style of play has changed so much? Well, for him especially, he's become the new Harden, right? Where he has the ball, or Luca, where they just have the ball 90% of the time. And so, yeah, you, you're creating shots for everybody. You're going to get those 10 assists. You better get those 10 assists because you have the ball for so long. But for him, um, I mean... Yeah, you the the speed of the game is sped up where you you know you're ta- literally taking extra what 15 20 shots a game, right? You're making yeah. about 10 more shots a game at least. So you most of those but it, the fact that it's one player getting it tells you I don't see I just don't see them doing well in the playoffs because they're they're relying on one guy to create shots for everybody. Yes. Well, because right, yeah, and the way I look at it too is, I don't know why. In in the past, I'd be like, "Damn, somebody had like seventeen, somebody had twenty assists, yeah. and no turnovers." Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah, but then I also look at the game right now, and I'm like, "Okay, no turnovers." You know, it's still pretty damn good. Don't get me wrong, but I'm, I, for some reason, I'm not as impressed because all they're doing is they're either taking out of the hoop because the other team is scoring on sixty percent of the possessions as well. He's getting an outlet. He's pushing it two dribbles either crossover to get on the other side of the court, boom, hit a guy on the wing, one shot, three. We're not talking deep possessions where they're right. passing two Especially or three for times he has to get the ball. I mean, if he brings it up the court, makes one move, whether it's off of a off of a pick or he's breaking one guy down, he's either shooting it on the run or he's passing it opposite corner for a three. Shots going up within seven seconds, almost every possession for that team. So I don't know why it's, it's strange for me to look at a guy – averaging 12 13 whatever he is and i'm like i'm not crazy impressed by that right now uh, i would say is, is that is that wild for me to i think, think i'm more impressed with the no turnovers than i am with this yes what you just said they're speeding it up and the fact that no matter what how fast they're going he's not turning the ball over like he's it, 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 that right, was impressive. Guy, right like you're saying all these quick moves. Yeah, he's doing them, but he's not losing the ball. So either he's got good enough handles to not miss dribble or he's making the right pass and it's not tip being tipped away or all that stuff. You know, like it's not being yeah. deflected or it's not falling off out of the guys, off the guy's hands out of bounds. So like the assist portion of it, yeah, it's probably defla- uh, inflated because of the possessions all the possessions they're getting through but the fact that he's not turning it over is really impressive you know he should probably get four or five turnovers a game like uh trey he has four or five turnovers a game yep right just trying yeah just trying for all this no i mean it's it's a it's a very fantastic um stat line to be able to go 20 and zero turnovers uh especially how fast and how you know lengthy all these defenders are these days uh i just you know if you watch a full game of his if he had 20 assists, I would say 15 of them, maybe that maybe maybe 13 to 15 of them are just super easy pass to a wing and a guy shoots the ball on a semi-fast break. So I'm not even gonna say it's like he's diming people up yeah. all day long. He's just making a pass and it's uh and it's done. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, I'm looking at stats. Yeah, I mean, he's what 24, 4, 12, 50% shooting through 40% from three. Um, 
and he's his turnover rates is is amazing. I mean, he does look. He's on a streak right now, but he does average about two and a half turnovers a game. So it's not like um, still, it's not bad when he's averaging no. over ten. Yeah, over exactly. 10 the ratio uh, turnovers to uh, assists are uh, it's a, that ratio is amazing. Um, hey, what do you think of the? Uh, you know, speaking of obviously. Great, great play, great point guards and so forth. It got me thinking this season, who's really, who's really come on, right? Jalen Brunson. Do you think that trade helped the Knicks significantly or helped them enough when they went and got uh, what, OG. the OG? I think that's, look, RJ wasn't turning out to be what they expected, right? And OG's a better defender than they are, than uh, RJ is. And so, yeah, I think, look, I don't know if it's going to take them over the hump, but I I think that it's going to help them get out of the first round. I think it's going to help them get out of the first round. Were they they not going to get out of the first round before with that team? They didn't last year, right? They didn't last year. I know, I know. You know, and even... But you're you're trading, like, like, two guys that were in the rotation, like, pretty solid, right? Yeah, but I think everybody wanted OJ or OG. I think everybody wanted OG. Uh, okay. it's just gonna I mean, be I guess I haven't seen too many of his games. So the the interesting part is, so the reason Toronto was trying to trade him is because they weren't going to pay him, so they got something yep. for him. It's just going to be interesting. Will Knicks pay to keep him? Well, it it depends, I guess, on you know who else they can sign or what where they go in the playoffs if he sees like, that okay, he gets some other endorsements then. in New York right let me ask you this now would you do this then you keep Bronson you keep OG and somehow you try to trade uh your favorite player to Dallas and so he matches up with <laughs> but you see what i'm saying like they have those two good players and now they can trade Julius for whatever they can get and yeah. you have two really good players, and then you bring in either a draft pick or you have all this money. It's still New York, yo. There's a lot of players I still want to play for these big cities, big teams. I know it's it's a it's absolutely wild how they have not gotten more. And I know it's the ownership, right? I think a lot of people don't want to go play, um, you know, for him. But how how New York doesn't land more top tier free agents? Like, could you imagine? Okay, let's put this way: this summer. PG and Kawhi become free agents. New York, why would they not go to New York? Yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi likes it in Southern California, I think. Okay, why well, PG? Yeah, like, there's you, no reason why not this, to. Do you know how much off-the-court revenue PG would get if he played in New York? Totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't know. I, I just like these guys, sometimes I just don't understand like, the money is equal on the court, but the money you can make off like how much endorsements is PG getting right now for the Clippers? Nothing. No. Well, they, and is and with with OG now going there, maybe he's going to see. Hey, New York can offer so much more because now I'm a household name in New York City as opposed to oh, yeah. I'm a guy on the Raptors that people don't even kind of know who I am. Yeah. OG OJ. We don't even know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I I think. Um, I think they're going to – I think OG is going to do well. I think he's going to get his name out there just because he's got – like his name is just like a good branding name, you know? Yeah. And good, so, good for him. Hey, he's hey, he's a good player. He deserves to go to a big market, kind of get noticed a little bit. You don't think he, he's the tipping point for them or you don't think 
he's going to do much for them? I, I don't know. I'd have to watch how how he fits in with that team. I'd be honest, I've not seen him really play too much up right. in Toronto, so I'm not sure what his game uh, will bring and how he can match up with the other two guys right now. Yeah. So um, they've won yeah, we'll see. in a row or something like that, right? Since he's been there, yeah. they, they've won every game. I mean, it's a short, obviously short um, handful of games, but they've I think yeah, a small sample size, but at least yeah. maybe he's doing something for him. So I do before we uh, before we close up, I do have a little uh, trivia game for you. Okay, good because I don't have anything for you. So go. For I it. would love to test your knowledge of the Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> the number two team in LA. <laughs> Hey, would they technically be the number four team in California? Huh. Interesting question. I'll leave you thinking about that. So I would love if you were able to list the last 10 coaches. Because last the reason why what? I ask, Sorry. Laker coaches. Like, okay, 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 okay. The reason why I'm asking is because they are absolutely in need of moving on from Darvin Ham. I, like I said last year, I wasn't a huge fan of him, but uh, I don't, I don't like his his substitution scheme. Does not make sense to me at all. It didn't last year. Doesn't make sense this year. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like they're going to keep him for the season just because they don't want to fire middle of the season. But I don't see him coming back next year if it keeps going this way. I just don't think he has the ability to either hold guys accountable or to to do what he wants. I feel like he's like, Hey, LeBron, what do you want me to do? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's run this. Like I know most coaches would with LeBron, but I, I don't see him as that, um, as that leader. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. No, I, I liked, uh, uh, Frank Vogel a lot. I wish they wouldn't have got him. They had, I feel like it was kind of, they had to, but he was a coach that I liked for the Lakers. Um, all right. Well, so let's see the last 10. Starting from Darwin. So we got Ham, we got Vogel, we got shit. Who's before that? I don't know. So, uh, do you have a list or okay? Oh, I got him right here. Okay, so I'm gonna say, uh, uh, what's his name was in there to Luke Walton was in there. Okay. Mike Perfect. Brown That's has right. been in there twice. Okay. Dan Tony. You're, miss- you're missing. You're missing a couple after Mike Brown. Okay, uh, D'Antoni. Um, yeah. Who's after Brown? Who's between D'Antoni and Walton? Part yeah. of the Showtime Lakers. Oh, Byron Scott. Byron Scott. All right. Uh, All right. I mean, how could you forget him? He only won 22% of his games. As, as a coach. For, he just came in for a Kobe at the end. Um, who else was there? So... Who was after after Brian was Luke, right? Yep, yep. You've listed all of them. So before Mike Brown, before Mike Brown, Phil. Not is Phil in the top ten or no? He is, right? It, it was Phil. Yep. And then Rambus before Phil. Before Phil, oh, oh, I uh, Del uh, is Del. What was his name? Something Del. Um. He was before. It was, it was not Dell. Oh, uh, what's his name? Top John, Top Johnovich, Rudy Tom Johnovich, Rudy Tom Johnovich, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy Tomahawk, Rudy yeah. Tomahawk Johnovich, Rudy. Rudy. Rudy Scout for the Lakers up to like maybe a couple years ago. Uh, you also had Frank Hamlin. Oh yeah, 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 and that, well, that's it, right? And then you had Phil again. 
Yeah, yeah. They had him on his him on his two runs. So I was looking it up, and it's it's quite interesting. You know, Mike Mike Brown had, you know, obviously behind Phil, Mike Brown had the best winning percentage. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, you had Vicker Staff was in there for like five games, but no, yeah. some of these guys, man. I, I don't know. How did Luke Walton stick around for so long? I know he was a Laker favorite, right? He won the championship stuff, but I'm looking. He coached 246 games with them, and he won 39% of his games. I, where is where is that somebody that gets to keep their it's job? Two and a half for, seasons, right? Roughly two and a half seasons, something like that. I guess. Yeah. That's what, uh, no, it's, yeah, it's almost – it's about three oh, i guess we're playoffs and yeah stuff. but remember the players teams. that they had were all young players they had lonzo ball and ingram and like uh you know all these young guys that were uh delo like all these guys so like you can't really anticipate them winning a lot right off the bat right after kobe yeah, that's true. or right at the very end of right after kobe left so yeah like i think they gave him a couple like a, you have to give a young especially first time coach at least a three-year window right to develop yeah, that's true you know, blog. Hey, I'll give you some credit. You knew some of the coaches' names. You know what the funny part is? He literally got fired like on a Friday. Got a hired job by Sacramento like two days on his Monday. <laughs> like he was starting up. I was like, wow, yo. Hey, it's okay, but, right? You got paid. Yeah, yeah. He's still getting paid. I bet you by somebody. He's an assistant coach somewhere at some point. I'm assuming. Absolutely, he's going to yeah. be a guy that can add value for years to come for sure. With his, you know, championship kind of history things like that people will listen he'll be a good bench guy somewhere bench coach all right guys thank you all for listening we will uh figure out the winnings and lose losses that chris had and we'll figure it out and put it up next week we'll see y'all peace happy new year peace out